Hi everyone, and welcome to Beyond Rent. This is our first full episode, and I'm thrilled that you're joining us. I'm Joe Easton from Rent Manager, and I'll be your host. I love being involved in the property management industry, and I wanna learn as much as possible. So I'll be talking to industry experts and sharing our conversations with you on this podcast. For today's episode, I have Chris Grissinger joining me, and we dive deep into the topic of communication and specifically talk about how different forms of communication can often get put into different silos. We discuss why this isn't a good thing and how technology can help you get all of your communication back into one single silo. You're going to really enjoy all that Chris has to share, so let's get ready to go beyond rent. podcast, there's a lot of details that you have to put together. You have to pick a name. You have to talk about which topics mean the most to you that you want to talk about on the podcast. There's all these little details, but one of the biggest ones is deciding who you want to have on that podcast, especially the first guest. So I am really excited to have Chris Grissinger join me today. He's part of the rent manager team, and he's excited to be on Beyond Rent because he's an expert when it comes to communication. He is the Director of Implementation and Training here at Rent Manager. Welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, thank you. I'm super pumped to be on the maiden voyage. That's right. This is the first episode. (laughs) And if anyone recognizes Chris's voice, if you're a Rent Manager customer, you definitely should recognize it because he's done countless training videos, webinars, (laughs) and I think you've spent more time on stage at the Rent Manager user conference than most people have lived in their life. I mean, he just lives on stage at this event. So he's always in front of our customers. So if you recognize that voice, you know who it is, it's Chris. So Chris, tell Maybe us Maybe I should more. apologize in advance. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I'm tired of hearing that voice. I don't think we've ever gotten tired of hearing your voice. Uh, so, <laughs> and definitely not today. We're definitely excited to have you, you have here. not met my wife. All right, well, that's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about what you do at Rent Manager to start sure. things out. Yeah. So like you said, so I'm the Director of Implementation and Training. So it's my honor and privilege to work with uh, three awesome groups that are really responsible for teaching property management, the rent manager software, and then how those two worlds intersect. So one of the groups that I work with is implementation and that helps new uh, customers onboard with rent manager, moving from some other software solution two hours. The training team that does classroom style training, like our virtual classrooms and our weekly webinars, they produce content for our online learning management system called Rent Manager University. And they're also responsible for helping our employees become subject matter experts and getting them trained up. And then finally, the premium support team, which is a service where our customers can basically be connected with a single support rep. So that rep learns their business, how they operate, so that they can provide a degree of, of help and support that you know, goes beyond just a, a one-time encounter. And I love working with all of those groups because it's just such a big world in terms of you know, rent manager does so much, 
and our customers, like a property manager is about as busy a person as you could imagine. That's very and true. so there's just so much to discuss. And the one other thing that I get to do a lot is actually provide uh, consulting. I, I don't do it as much as I used to, but it's, you know, being able to, you know, I've been with the company for around 12 years and, you know, I've gotten to go on site to many customers and teach them how to use the program, but also help them refine their practices so that they can be more effective and, and be able to expand accordingly. And even though I have never been a property manager, I feel like I've been exposed to so many different perspectives. And it's funny because sometimes people feel like the way they do something, that's the only way that it can be done. And in reality, my experience has been like every property management company is like a beautiful, magical snowflake that is unique and unlike any other business that I've worked with. But it is true that the most successful organizations that I've worked with, there are definitely commonalities. And so I get to share those when I go on site or when I'm meeting with customers. So I get to do a lot. So I feel very blessed to be in the role that I'm in. No, that's exciting stuff. And I think it's one thing that we all share at Rent Manager, maybe in the property management world, is that we are all unique and there's different skills or resources or abilities that we bring to the table. And in the property management world, those really are your competitive advantages, right? Mm-hmm. It's about how you operate can be just, is just as important as anything else in your marketing plan, right? So uh, that's exciting that you're able to go out there and share the tips and uh, all of the things that make things operate better and move more smoothly. And so they can be more productive as property managers and the better our customers are, right? The better we yeah, are. That's right. So, I mean, uh, yeah, we love that. What, what makes them unique is absolutely their business advantage. And that's why, like, as you know, like rent managers focus is on that customization that, the program would be built around the way you want to operate, not forcing the customer to operate the way rent manager wants to. And that's what my group gets to do is to show people how to take this program that can do, you know, 10,000 things and narrow it down to do the 50 things that is going to make your business successful. You don't need everything that's in the program, but you need to fine tune these items. And so it never gets old. You don't get to that point where you feel like I've, I've just said the same thing over and over again, because there's always a new wrinkle. There's always a new consideration based on how that customer operates versus how, you know, they're going to use the program. So. That's really true. And one of the areas that I think that applies to directly is the topic of communication. You know, it's, I mean, people talk about communication all the time. It's like historical. Like what does anyone talk about more than communication and how to communicate and the importance of communication, but you know more than anyone that communication continues to evolve and change and, and you have a long history with communication. I mean, you're definitely an expert when it comes to communication. And I think that's probably why you're in the role you're in because all the things you've talked about in one way or another is about communication, right? And how the system either talks to each other or how your employees talk to each other or how all of it works together and communicates along the way. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences with the topic of communication? I know you've got some educational background that ties into communication that really kind of sets you apart from maybe other people's perspective and how they communicate. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to school for it. Um, so I have a, a communications degree and I spent um, eight years, my high school and my, my college years competing on the Eastern Michigan University forensic speech team. And so that was like competitive acting and public speaking. So, you know, while other people are like out having parties and, you know, like, I don't know, having fun, I guess, <laughs> maybe looking back, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting in a suit and hopping, hopping in a van and traveling around the country, giving speeches that I had written on topics that were important to me. And I, I cannot say enough good things about forensic speech. And I think that that, that is the most formative period of my life that helped me sort of guide me in the direction uh, that I'm in today. And it really is, you know, when you talk about the role that communication plays really in just civilization in the first place, but, you know, we, we are social creatures, the sharing of ideas and approaches is, it's everything. And I think it's particularly true, I see it all the time in property management, because the, the development of a relationship between your tenants and the company or your owners, if you're a fee-based management company, the strength or the weakness of that relationship is often based on your communication practices. How often, how well, um, you know, the medium that you're using to communicate with them, all, all of these things sort of play into a communal narrative uh, that, you know, the story between your business and the people that you service. And that narrative has to be strong and it has to be positive. If you don't have a strong narrative, everything else falls apart. And so at my time at LCS, it's just a bit about how do we share these ideas? How do we invite collaboration? How do we get everyone on the same page? And it, it it's something that I really enjoy, but it's something you never truly master. Like if someone tells you, I've got it all figured out, I've got communication down perfectly. You, you've met someone with a very big head who's <laughs> probably missing the boat. It's, it's a constant work in progress. And, but that's also what I love about it is that I would hate to feel like I mastered something because then there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, communication is something we all think about, we all talk about, we all try to focus and, and improve over time. And in my time at Rent Manager, I would agree. I think our communication internally is very good, but we've never been anywhere where the communication was perfect and where the messaging was always in line. And when it comes to property management, I think that's what you're saying is for these companies, it really, really is important that they have good communication, that they have that narrative locked down but there is this this idea this concept or this phrase that we have started to use called communication silos um, can you explain a little bit like what is this concept of a communication silo and and why is it bad sure you know I, the idea of a communication silo that's a term that not communication but the the idea of like a silo is something that i picked up in my sort of past life as a data warehousing expert. So before I worked at LCS, I, I traveled around to Fortune 100 companies like Boeing and Verizon and Walmart and talking to them about their like data tables, right? Like the systems that they use to track 
everything about their business. You know, and, and when you talked about these big operations, they really <laughs> epitomize the idea that data is king, right? Like it, it, it's everything to them. Um, and my role was to help them. How, how do you lay out these tables? How do you get all of this so that you, you don't lose important information and you can cross-reference things accordingly? Like if you walk into a Walmart, right? Like everything you see, every position of every product, they have methodically determined based on data that they compiled from their transaction history, right? Like they, they track not only just every sale, right? But every sale with this product was in aisle four versus aisle seven versus when it was right next to the register. And they've crunched numbers and ran uh, reports to say that this performs 6% better when it's next to the register or when it's by the milk. Like it, it's incredible what they figure out. Or like Boeing, they are required by law to track everything about every plane they have ever taken to the sky, right? Every bolt, every piece of metal that was part of the, of the plane, they have all of that in their databases and they, they use that info. But the problem becomes when they talk about siloing information, sort of back to the original point, it becomes like they have multiple versions of the truth. Like, you know, the data exists in this place and it also exists in this other table. And when you have, you know, the same kind of information in two different places, they don't know about each other. So it's easy for data to get out of sync or for you to wonder at what point does is this table right or is this table right? Like which, which thing is the right version of the truth? And their whole point of these data warehousing systems is that they need to get all of their business data in one silo, one place, one version of the truth. And you know, that's an ongoing strategy for them. So that was my experience prior to going, coming to LCS. And what I've discovered working with property management companies is when you talk, talk about data that's important to them, obviously like accounting data is critical, right? Like no one wants to have their books wrong. You know, I certainly want to track this customer paid their rent and so on and so forth. But the, the data that I think often gets overlooked is the communication interactions between the business and their vendors or the tenants or the owners, you know, all of these other clients that sum total of all of those interactions, right? That's the narrative. And it's split across emails that, you know, between the business and that client, the texts, the phone number, you know, the phone calls. Uh, if you have like web chat, if you, you know, if people communicate through your website, you've got information tracked there. So in theory, you've got data all of the communication stuff in four different systems, some of it locked in your phone, some of it locked in your, uh, your web, your uh, email client, some of it in your software. And no one then knows, has a full picture of what our relationship is like with this account, right? Because you don't always even have the same people interacting, right? I might call this tenant on day one who's really upset and then the following day, you reach out to the same tenant because you have no idea I called. 
and you say something that was different from what I said on the phone, and now we don't look like we're on the same page, and it just starts to spiral out of control. That's so the idea is if you could take your communication, if you could accept that, like, yeah, this is a pillar, this is a cornerstone of our business model, just as these giant organizations, these giant businesses are saying, we've got to get all of our data in one silo. I truly and fundamentally believe that a property management company has to do the same with their communication. It's got to be one silo, one stop shop. This is where our communication is because that's the only way that you're going to be able to make the kind of performance improvements that need to occur in order to make sure that you're, you're maximizing that communication and having solid and positive narratives with the clients that mean the most to you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I can even relate on a personal level. And I think most of us can in our personal communication. You know, I've got text messages, I have mm -hmm. email, uh, Facebook Messenger. You know, as technology advances, every platform has a way to communicate on it. And so I end up communicating with the same person in many, many different ways, just my own personal life. And I can barely <laughs> keep that in line. So I can only imagine when you have hundreds, thousands of residents or hundreds of owners that you have to communicate with. How do you how do you do that? So I guess my next question would be, so that sounds like a pretty big issue. And I think technology is making it more difficult in some aspects, right? As there's more platforms and we become more mobile and all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. But what are the different silos that communication typically fall into? What are those different categories that you typically see property managers using where the, it starts to break down? Yeah, I think that in my experience, there's, there's three main silos. There's the email silo, the email bucket, there's text communication, and there's phone communication. I, I'm seeing a rising trend of, you know, like web chat, like, uh, you know, communicating with your, you know, having the ability on your website to be able to communicate with your, you know, with the management company or what have you. But I think the three big ones are text, email, and phone. And, you know, it, it's easy to see how those silos occur because uh, a lot of times text and phone, you know, people are using their own personal devices, you know, so like the, you know, the service tech who goes out into the field, right, He's, he or she's got their own phone. And so they're interacting with the tenant on their device. And then, you know, the company has their corporate Gmail or Outlook account. And so we're communicating with it through there. Um, and then, you know, texting again, probably, you know, through the phone. And so it just creates an immediate split. And so when you, when you talk about like a silo, like you could look at the big picture of like, oh, texting as a giant silo. But it's also a bunch of small silos because if I've got 10 employees and everyone uses their personal phone, my tech silo is actually 10 buckets. <laughs> you know, like I've got, it's not even about like having like one place. It's, it's, it's fractured across any number of other accounts. Yeah. And I can only imagine the difficulty of trying to get all 10 of those people together to look at text messages, to get the whole picture, right. To get yeah, the whole yeah, forward me your text. Get, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. So, and do you think text is one of the most difficult to manage at this point? Do you think that's one of the main, because I mean, we've all used email for a while and yeah, there can be silos there and I can definitely understand the difficulty there, but do you find text is a bigger issue than maybe other forms of communication? Yeah, I think 
you know, I think it's a coin flip between texting and phone. And it's because of the same device thing, right? Like it's just, it, it's hard when it, it's so convenient. I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, almost every email that I read, whether it's personal or work, it's almost always off my phone, right? Because my phone in my personal life represents the closest thing that I have to a single silo, right? My emails can flood into it. My text messages will flood into it and uh, my phone calls go in. And so really the only time that I'll look at an email on like a web client will be if I have to have a long response and I don't feel like punching it into my phone, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, yeah. you know, part of it is there's, there's definitely a convenience factor of just having your device there. But the, as things, you know, there's all kinds of studies showing that increase in, you know, the trend is definitely in property management right now that more texting is occurring than anything else, right? When they do um, like generational studies between, you know, everything from like a, a millennial to a, a boomer to, you know, everything in between and beyond, you know, there is each generation seems to have sort of an increase in interest in being texted. So I guess to, to, to that point, because it's becoming more popular, I probably would agree that say, you know, texting is the big one. Um, but because of, because of preference, not because that there is, you know, somehow harder. You know, I feel like it's comparable to phone calls in the same vein. And they create the same problem, right? Like a customer complains about an interaction they had with someone and if we don't have the ability to pull the phone call or the text, you know, I can ask the, the property manager or the service tech, like, what did you say to them? But, you know, whatever, we, we embellish our accomplishments and we downplay our, our mistakes. So it's hard to get like, you know, oh yeah, no, I railed it. I, I was way inappropriate. <laughs> I was super unprofessional. I said a bunch of really bad things. You should be really mad at me. Like, it's hard to get that. Um, and so you end up playing the sort of he said, she said game more than you care to admit. And just these, these property management companies, like our customers, they just don't have time. You know, they don't have time to play. He said, she said, they don't have time to, can you please forward all of your emails? Can you please send me the texts? Can you send me screenshots of the conversations that you've had? We just, they, they've got to make quick decisions because on any given day, they're putting out a lot of different fires. And so instead of having that sort of oversight, of I need you to forward this stuff, it's much better to build out a system where communication is organically driven from a central silo versus trying to start with a bunch of other silos and then weave it back in somewhere else. Yeah, well, I think that would be perfect, right? If if all the communication could be in one place. And and what I find really interesting is, you know, years and years ago, it seemed like the business world, the professional world was kind of dictating the future use of communication, right? Businesses used email and fax and things like that long before people did in their personal life. And it's almost done like a 180, where now whatever the preferences in the consumer world, right, the personal world, businesses are having to accommodate that. And I feel like since that happened, it's been much more difficult to 
to navigate communication and have it all in one central place, have one, you know, source of truth. It's been much more difficult because we're kind of playing catch up to what the preferences are of the consumer, of the resident. So I guess let's dive in. Let's talk. What does like your team at Rent Manager or what does Rent Manager, Rent Manager in general do to help property managers avoid these communication silos or adopt new technology like texting or even, I guess, not new technology? phone calls and do it in a way that's not so cumbersome. Yeah. Well, that's, that's been one of the really exciting things to see in my time at LCS because, you know, when, when I first started working, I remember like the brand new thing that was getting ready to roll out was LCS was going to have its own, you know, startup phone service, right? We're going to become a phone provider. We're getting into the business of, uh, you know, competing with like, you know, every other, you know, the AT&Ts of the world, <laughs> you know, and, and I remember thinking like, oh, that's, that's bizarre. And I even thought like, I don't, how, how do you possibly compete, right? With a, a phone, these phone providers who have been around forever. Like, what are we, what are we doing? But you know, the idea was that, again, going back to the, to the idea that you would have all of this integrated into one silo. Like, yes, it's going to be a full-service phone solution, so you're going to have your auto attendance and your hunt groups and all of the things that, you know, a business expects from a, you know, enterprise-grade phone solution. But the real key was that it was going to be connected to our rent manager system. So really, it was a phone system designed for property management. Because, and we we actually we have plenty of customers who use our phone system who are not in property management, which I think is cool. But it's absolutely true that our target audience is our rent manager customers. And the logic of it was, well, if if this phone system is aware and it connects directly with rent manager then you know whenever you could place calls through the software when you receive calls you could see pop-ups on the screen you know which would provide additional information about the person who's about to call you and when you have that phone call the the record of that call like the recording could be saved in the history notes it could be saved inside of rent manager so now your entire phone you know communication system which you know for at least back then, that was like the primary thing, right? Email, it was phone. Texting was, you know, not there yet. Uh, that, that was incredible to be able to see it all in one place because then, you know, you, you didn't have to try to like wonder what was on these calls or can you forward me this? It was all being stored there in the system. And so that was the first step that I saw towards, you know, a single communication silo. And then, over the years, one, that continued to build out. And then the other thing was, you know, I, I say more recently, but, you know, at this point, it's been the program for years, but we did the same thing with texting. So now you can send and receive text messages directly from Rent Manager. And when you receive a text, it's being recorded 
in that system. And when you send them out, they're being recorded. So you can see everyone's text messages. You can see everyone's phone calls. They're all being recorded on those individual accounts so that you have your complete narrative, the complete story of your interaction with each vendor and tenant and owner all there in one place. So, and that's all, I mean, just giving credit to the, you know, the technology teams that work on that. My group's role has always been to show people how to use those tools. And I think more importantly is showing them the value of it. Like having them realize that showing them how fractured their communication information is right now. And once it's all in one place, now you can start seeing like, wow, we're, we're pretty abrasive in our text messages. You know, I didn't realize that, but we, we sound awful, <laughs> you know, but how would I know if, you know, I, I can't ever see any of the, the property manager's messages. And, and even more recently then, you know, I keep, I've, I brought it up a little bit in the past, but like rent manager also now has web chat. So you, you can have your website connected to your rent manager database. And so when people send you messages through your website, even that's being stored there in the system. And to me, that's like a, when you talk about like doing a 180 or like having a full paradigm shift, if there's one thing that I try to impress on people who, especially customers who are, I think skeptical maybe of how much they're going to do in the software or, you know, or just being sort of skeptical of software in the first place. I think a lot of it comes down to the old ideology or the old mentality when it comes to software is that it feels like a burden, right? It feels like, so I, I do my job and I do all of these things in the real world. And now you're telling me I have to go into this software and duplicate everything that I did so that now I get credit for it in the software. And, you know, then I can, you know, run reports and figure things out. But, but the only way this is going to work is if I do my job and then I got to do my job again in a program and they don't have time for it. And as soon as they start to fall behind in the real world, you know, or, you know, they do it in the real world, but when they fall behind documenting inside their software, now the software doesn't have a complete version of the truth. Now you can't rely on the reports and it just kind of feels like a drag. It just feels like an anchor. And what we've been trying to do, you know, with the, the rent manager system, the thing that I, I really try to get people to latch onto is that I don't want you to think of your property management software as the anchor that you're dragging in tow, right? It's the vehicle. It's the car driving you forward. It's not that you have a text message on your phone and then you got to go type it into rent manager. It's send the text through rent manager. And it will, it'll already be recorded there. You don't need that other thing or, or have the connections where when you send that text there on your phone, it's actually being recorded in the software. Cause that's, you know, when you talk about the like separation between, you know, like your professional world and your personal world, you know, that's, that's something that I hear a lot from uh, property managers, right? Like the, the biggest regret like if they could go back in time and change one thing, it's, it's some tenant that they gave their personal phone number to and they just wish they hadn't done that. <laughs> you, know, like it was, you, know, you can't undo it once it's been done. And 
you know, and that's a, that's a penalty. That's a, that's a problem with having that separate silo. You relied on your personal device and that's one of the consequences of it. Whereas if you adopt a single communication silo, like if you were to say rent manager is going to be what drives our system, you know, we have a mobile app that you can put on your phone. So you could make a phone call or you could send a text message through your personal device, but it routes it through your business system. So you're not going to, you're not calling them with your personal number. You're calling them with your work number. You're just on your personal cell phone. And by doing it that way, then the call is being recorded in your system. So that's really the, like the paradigm shift that I see, you know, when you talk about how technology is impacting property management and, and how it cross, you know, the cross section with communication. It's all about understanding and taking advantage of just how much your, your property management software can probably do for you in terms of initiating communication, not just being some kind of recording device that you do after the fact. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and I get excited about technology. I like technology. That's probably why I work for a software company. <laughs> but you know, this whole idea that, you know, all that technology is out there, but if you don't understand kind of the bigger picture of how it ties into what you're doing, it doesn't always benefit you. Just because mm-hmm. there's something new out there doesn't mean it's going to help you. It can actually hurt you. And that's, I think we've seen yeah. that for the last couple of years, um, if people aren't implementing the right tools and the right software, yeah, it's almost dragging them down. It's making it more difficult to, to use those new tools like texting and, and stuff like that. Web chat is another example. Um, but your point about the personal device, I, I think is that's going to be one of the biggest concerns going forward across the board with companies is how do we manage our business needs if our employees are using personal devices, right? It's, I think years ago, it was like, well, you just give them a business cell phone. I think a lot of companies have moved <laughs> away from that because honestly, the employees didn't like it either, right? They had to carry two cell phones then. Like who wants to carry two cell phones? Like I'm not, not that important. I don't need two cell phones. I just want one cell phone. But like you said, I don't want to give out my personal information to a, a customer. It just, it doesn't even look good. Like if you're calling somebody, it should come from the business phone number, not from mm-hmm. a personal phone number. Um, but if you're not using all the right tools, it becomes really difficult yeah, to make all that work together. I, I think that's a good point. Like when you, I, you wouldn't want to carry two cell phones, right? That, that is like, it's, it's, that can be problematic. And so, you know, if you're a business owner, you're running a property management company, you're trying to sort of walk this line between, you know, introducing new things and taking advantage uh, of new technology, but you also have to meet your employees where they are, you know, that you got a picture. Well, what is it like for my service tech to go out in the field? What are they going to have on hand, right? Like what, what do they drive out with? And, you know, again, that's something that we've spent a lot of time sort of thinking through and that's where, you know, that the RF app suite pro, right? That's, that's the name of our app that, you know, you download onto your phone and then it, it provides all of that sort of additional functionality from like handling service issues to inspections, to, to handling calls and texts that all route through your system. Cause we know it's like, well, 
people don't really want more than one device. You know, it's very convenient to, you know, everyone's comfortable with their phones, right? That's why when you go out in public, everyone's staring at their phones and, and not looking at each other. Um, you want to use the, the, the tools that they're comfortable with, but in a way that's going to work for the business. And so that, that's been our approach is, you know, well, it's not hard for people to download an app. And, and if that app can do all of the legwork of providing, you know, a, a, a full sync to your master rent manager database that's going to house all of your business data, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the line. That's, that's where you're trying to get to. Absolutely. And, and getting people to realize that higher level use of technology or that bigger picture thinking is really important. Um, you know, you look at any of the people that are, you know, tech giants or innovators and so forth. It wasn't so much that they found a way to use technology. They found a way to convince people to use it in a different way that benefited them and made it easier. Um, I don't think any of us would be using all the apps that we have on our phones if we needed a different device for each one. I mean, we had that in the past, right? We had a, we had a flip phone, then some of us had like what were they called palm pilots that had your contacts and your calendar in it yeah. and then you had an ipod with your music on it like there was a point that we were like no we can't use all these devices and really really smart people figured it out how to get them all, all on one and now we feel more connected than ever uh, yeah I but think in the business that, world it's tricky to, to make all those connections as quickly as the personal world has well i think to i to your point i think that's a you know I know that's something that I've heard a number of times, right, is, you know, you've got the owner or, you know, the head administrator that's trying to roll out, like, we're going to start using more of this rent manager functionality, we're going to use this app, or we're going to use the phone system or whatever. But it's really hard to get the employees on board, right? And, and I hear that expression of like, this person's just resistant to any change. That, that's very common, you know, and you said earlier, right? Like, you know, you love technology and I, I'm kind of a tech junkie myself. So if, you, if you're a tech junkie, sometimes you forget, like, why wouldn't you be on board with this, right? Like, is it, this is fun. This, add this to your phone. This is going to be great. Um, and we kind of miss the point of, you know, if you really want someone to get on board, and this is just kind of, you know, talking back to just the basics of persuasion, you know, just communication in general, right? People are going to be persuaded by value add. They, they want to see the benefit. So if you present any new technology of like, hey, this is the newest version of Rent Manager and we're doing it. There's going to be plenty of people that are like, no, <laughs> you know, the old way it was fine. What we were doing before is great. But if you can sort of open the door, so to speak, and let them sort of see or experience for themselves everything they're, they're going to gain and benefit by adopting this, then they, they'll come to you. I mean, that's why pretty much everyone has a cell phone now. Like, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, but you know, pretty much, you know, <laughs> my parents don't ironically, but uh, most, <laughs> most people do have uh, cell phones. And it's not because that huge demographic or cross-section all said, we love new technology. You have tons of people who hate new technology and don't want to be bothered by different things. But the, the overwhelming 
evidence and, and proof of like just the value add of being able to call. So you're in an emergency, your car breaks down. You don't have to walk for five miles. You can just call someone or all of these apps that you can get your questions answered or pull up your directions. Man, I remember when I first started at my other job, the first time I traveled to Atlanta um, and I was so excited, right? It was the first time I'd ever flown on my own and, and, the I got in my rental car, first rental car I've ever had, so I'm like super pumped. And the the hotel that I'm going to stay at is literally two miles, and I have my MapQuest directions printed, <laughs> and it's dark when I got there. I can't I can't read my MapQuest directions, but I remember that it's the hotel's on Peachtree Road, and I can remember that. So I was like, I don't need I don't need my directions. I'll just look for Peachtree. Well, what I didn't know is that every third street in Atlanta is Peachtree, Peachtree <laughs> Court, Peachtree <laughs> Road, Peachtree, everything. And it took me two hours to find my hotel. I got so entire, completely lost, completely lost that I ended up driving. I would stop at a gas station, ask for directions. How do I get to this hotel? And even though they give me directions, I didn't trust anything. So I would drive to the end of the block and stop at the next gas station to make sure I was still going in the right direction. Like that's how paranoid I became. And, and from there, the idea of uh, the next time I do a rental car, hey, you know, for 30 bucks, you could add a GPS. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, um, I'm in it. Yeah, absolutely, please. I'm never gonna have a car that doesn't have GPS. And so the fact that my phone can have directions on it is I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't be able to find anything without it. And I didn't have to be presented with some kind of logical argument or I didn't have to be, it didn't have to be forced upon me like you need to use this app now. I just needed to live enough experiences of it's miserable without this and then someone to go like, hey, you know, you, this, you know, this tool right here, you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have to, you know, like, and, and people will come to you then. So do you, does your team get questions like that, that kind of lead property like managers? How to get people on board? Yeah. Like, well, like, do they come to you and say, hey, we're having issues tracking text messages or phone calls or our emails out of control. What can, what can your team do to help? Or are you, is it kind of the <laughs> other way around that you're kind of guiding the conversation? No, you know, what's funny is that uh, I don't feel like that comes up very much but I see it in so many customers that I work with. It, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's because um, just like an outsider perspective, you know, like just going back to like, you know, when, you, when you're a property manager and you're just dealing with so many day-to-day -day things, it, it's just easy to sort of get lost in the shuffle. But it's been my experience that most people don't even realize how fractured their communication is and all of the benefits that they could reap if they could just all bring it into one place. And so normally what happens is over the course of like a training call or during the implementation process, we, no one ever says our, our emails are, are all over the place, but they'll talk about some kind of pain point or maybe they will, maybe they'll say like, I can't, I can't find this uh, call. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember the last time we talked and then, you know, my, my team is taught to look for those opportunities to like, let them know that it's an option. Like we're, we're not the sales team. It's not, I don't put it on the trainers and the implementation consultants. Like you got to pitch this, you got to try to sell it. Um, 
because again, I think the features sell themselves. Like, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think you have to hard pitch a lot of the things that we've, we've introduced, but they won't ask for it if they don't know it's a thing. And that's the, you know, that's where, that's why data is king. That's why those big businesses kind of going back to all of that. Like you don't even know until you have the data, like what kind of questions to even ask. Like it's, it's compiling everything in one place where you finally go, oh man, you know, is that even what we should be selling that product for? Because if you'll notice when it's offered $2 cheaper, we sell 200% more of it. Well, that's a good deal. <laughs> you know, like that, we're going to benefit there, but you, you would have no idea if you, if you weren't tracking that info. And I think that's what property management companies get when they put all of their communication in a single silo that they start seeing like, oh, wow, look how much time we save now because we're not playing he said, she said games with our, our tenants. Like we have the audio proof that they agreed to these terms or that we had told them about their late fee. Like it's, it's set. There's no, there's no wiggle room here. And we can see, you know, which property managers are like our, our golden child when it comes to like, like the way you communicate, the way you uh, diffuse a tough or an uncomfortable conversation is incredible. And these are our managers who are not good at it. And so now I'm going to start setting up training where those, the, the property managers who are good at it are going to help the ones who are not. But if I can't hear everyone's calls, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't even make those decisions for my business until I have access to the communication that's occurring between my management company and all of the accounts that make up my business. Because I've always, you know, I've been saying it for a while. Like I, I truly believe property management, it's a people business. Like we, we get hooked into thinking about real estate, right? Because I mean, you know, that's the portfolio that we manage. But, you know, a successful management company is one that has tenants who are, they're not going anywhere. Or, you know, just, just a model of communication where even, even if they are leaving, right? Like if you're a student house and you're like, well, they're going to leave. <laughs> like that's, that's the nature of the beast. But they're coming back or the next group's coming in and everyone knows that renting from you is, it's an awesome experience. People make life decisions on, on things that are emotional, right? And, and it matters to a tenant that, you know, they're, they're gonna have a good relationship with their landlord. And the only way to foster that relationship is to have a strong narrative that comes from tracking and and delivering quality communication on a consistent basis. Absolutely. And the, the whole idea of data, and you can look at data a lot of different ways, but you don't know what you don't know, and data tells you what you don't know, right? And once you start to learn what you don't know, you can realize that the way that you've always been doing things may not be the best way to do sure. things. And But those are patterns and things that we all get stuck in. So it's great that your team is there to kind of help people along the way as they start to pinpoint different issues or highlight things or maybe have pain points brought up to them um, yeah. to get these silos broken down and just have one communication silo. Yeah. Cause everything's like interconnected. Like just as a real quick example, you made me sort of think of is, you know, like maybe you have like a property manager who is typically really good on the phone and all of a sudden you start getting complaints, you know, and 
maybe you listen to some calls and they are getting short with these tenants and it, it almost kind of seems like, is this a different person or whatever? And, you know, so I, I've got the qualitative, I've got the calls, I can listen to those, but then, you know, with all of my data in one place, I can also run, you know, a report and see, well, you know what, all of the, uh, the nasty calls were like on Saturdays and the call volume increased exponentially on Saturday. And he or she is the only person who works that Saturday. So I might be stressing this person out. Like I, I've got a staffing issue. I don't have like a, you know, the real problem is that this person needs to go through some communication training and they need to be more, you know, agreeable on the phone. It's, I need another person working on Saturday. You know, like it, you gotta be careful to, to jump to conclusions, but I, just, I don't know how you get there without being able to see all of that data, the, not just the quality of the communication back and forth, but the volume. No, that, that's, that's a really good point. Cause you're right. I mean, uh, you have to be able to analyze the data, understand the data mm -hmm. and put in, and apply the human element to the data. Right. I mean, data doesn't tell the whole story. Sometimes you have to be able to use your, use your brain and think through it. So no, that's, that's a lot of great information. I, I'm excited about communication. Um, I think again, working for a company like LCS and rent manager, gives us a good perspective of what good communication looks like and what it can do for a company. And it's really exciting that you've had so many good experiences with our customers and seeing how good communication and tracking of that communication can really change their business and free up their time to do things that really matter most, right? Taking care of their residents, taking care of the property or the owners. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my, that my takeaway is that, when someone sits down and tries to decide, you know, what matters to this business, what keeps us afloat, that communication would be on that list. I'm not, it's not the only thing, you know, great communication and we don't track a single transaction. So we have no books. <laughs> you know, that, that obviously that doesn't work either, but it's just so easy to overlook the power of communication. Um, in this sector. And that's why it's a topic that I'm, I'm, I'm really passionate about. And I really appreciate the opportunity to, to discuss it with you. Yeah, absolutely. I've appreciated it as well. I mean, it sounds like communication is a topic that we both could talk about for a long time. It's oh, sure. so deep. It's so <laughs> wide and it's ever changing. I mean, as we're talking, probably something has changed about communication that we can then continue talking about. But uh, no, I appreciate you being on the first episode of Beyond Rent. This has been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Hopefully the listeners have learned a lot as well. Any last thoughts before we sign off? No, I just, I love what you said that, you know, communication is always changing. So I assume we'll just, every third episode of the podcast, we'll get back together and we'll, we'll just rehash this same topic over again. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Well, no, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate yeah. the opportunity. No, it was great. I really appreciate you being the first guest on the Beyond Rent That's podcast. Right. No one can take that from me. <laughs> you will hold that title I'm the forever. First. Yeah. You are the first. Right. And I do look forward to more great conversations with you about communication and many other things because I know you've got your hands on a lot of stuff here. Right, man? Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say, yep, first and last. That was <laughs> First of many that we'll have Chris on awesome. the podcast. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. Well, to everyone that's listening, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That helps us continue our momentum and find more listeners to learn about the world of property management. 
So thanks for joining us and going beyond friends.